Hello, lovely people. This is another exciting episode of All Is Football po- Podcast. It's you, your regular host, Keja. First of all, I need to apologize for the long break here. And we promise to come your way every fortnightly. But due to some few circumstances beyond our control, you couldn't come your way. Today, I'm with one sports titan in his own right. He covers everything local football and football on the continent he's been providing perspective here and there and he's such a colossus welcome mr nuhu adams uh, thanks for having me um it's, it's a pleasure meeting you uh, first off straight up um what is happening with ghana blasters are we in crisis well um i wouldn't say we are in crisis but um we've not been doing well because if you look at um, since Siki Akono took over the, the team, um, performance hasn't been that consistent. Um, Siki started, um, we saw how we struggled against Sudan in Khartoum. Um, after that, we played some friendly matches. We lost 3-0 to, to Mali and then got 5-1 win over Qatar. So um, many people were expecting that we could build on that victory over Qatar just to make sure we get things done, but after us, um, the, the, the results and performance um, has been very, very bad. We played other two friendlies against Morocco, which we lost 1-0, and then another 0-0 with Ivory Coast. The performance weren't inspiring, but um, we picked some positives from, from those games. So coming into the World Cup qualifiers against Ethiopia, probably we were expecting an improvement on those performances, but we couldn't get that. Playing against Ethiopia, getting that l- limited number of attempts on goal and that limited number of shots on target tells that we were way, way below our potentials. We have the quality. If anybody says we don't have the quality, he, he, will, be, he will be wrong to say that. If you have players playing for Leicester City in the Premier League, you have players playing for Crystal Palace in the Premier League, you have players playing for um, Mallorca in the Spanish Premier League, you have Thomas Partey, you have other players, Kudus Mohamed plays for Ayas, Kamal Din Suleiman also playing for Star Rene in the French League. Uh, definitely you have the quality. But I think looking at our performance against Ethiopia and then South Africa, I would say our problem is coaching. Wow. Uh, but can we make a case for <laughs> CK? 10 games, 40% success rate, with our last four games, only winning one in the last four games. He, he, during his presser, he made uh, notable exceptions with absentees with regards to Andiya Dom, uh, injuries to Kudus Mohammed, and that of Thomas Partey. Can we mount a defense for him? That would be very difficult, you see. We are blaming or we are bombarding CK not because of performance, not, not because of results. But it is because of performance. We won against Ethiopia. We got all the three points. But people were not inspired about the performance. Okay. You, you get it? Yes, I get it. Against that. South Africa, we lost 1-0. If our performance were, were, were to be okay, I, I, I don't think people will criticize CK that much. But to play South Africa in 90 minutes football, no shot on target, no connection for the Black Stars, with all the quality we assembled, compared to that of South Africa, then you think, you have to believe that we have a problem 
with coaching in, in, in our national team. Okay. Does CK deserve a second again on the back of this abysmal performance? A lot of people are also saying this might prove fatal with the Afghans on the horizon. Horizon. Yeah, you see, many people are looking at the Black Stars on the long term because our target is to go to Cameroon next year and win the African Cup of Nations 2021. So the the chain of resource is what will give people the hope that we can go to Cameroon and at least get to the finals before we can even think of winning the trophy. Yes. But the performances and the, the resource in recent times is not encouraging enough. It's not desired for. I would want CK to be sacked, but many people also believe it to be too early to, for him to be sacked. At least we can give him another match, which is next month against Zimbabwe. We play home first. We, in, in that game that we will, we will play at home, we will have the advantage. So we will get the opportunity once again to look at Siki if he's improving or not. If he's not improving, then after the Zimbabwe game, we will not travel with us to Harare. I just suppose that Ghana's case with that of Egypt. Egypt just recently sacked their coach. Um, what's the name again? Hosame Badri. Hosame Badri, and they brought in Carlos Curios. I think he didn't break the news on Twitter. And Egypt seems to, even though the results for Egypt weren't that bad. I mean, as we just if you have to just put that with that, that of Ghana, they've gone a change in direction. Is it a tad early? If should Ghana also pull the trigger? I think you've made exception. You've made a clear case that. Let's make a case for him with the Zimbabwe game. But can we go the Egyptian way? Yes, um, if, if really you want to get success, there are certain decisions you have to take. You need to take, okay. Egypt sacked Hussam Badri not because of results. For results, he was perfect. Because he had won nine matches on BT since he took over the head coach role of Egypt. But they look at the, the kind of game they've been playing and the kind of teams they've been facing then they realize that if this is the performance they are taking to Cameroon next year, it means they cannot win the African Cup of Nations. Because they've been struggling against Comoros, they struggled, they struggled against Angola at home. They only they took them a penalty before they could win against Angola. And Angola lost at home to Libya. So if Egypt will struggle before they, they can beat this Angolan side, it means certain things are not working for them in the national team. That's why they took the decision to sack him. So we, we have to be bold enough to make certain decisions. We, we can look at Chelsea in the, in the English Premier League and the UEFA Champions League. When Lampard was there, many people thought it is Chelsea that were not having the quality. But when Thomas Tuchel came, people have now got to realise Chelsea have the quality. It is the same thing that happened in the Ghana Premier League. Costa Papic, Edward Odum were all in charge of Arsenal. Awesome. Costa Papic in some cases told us that House of Oak don't have the quality to win the Ghana Premier League. But once Amoboru took over, took over, we saw the changes. Okay. So yes, we can we can sack CK and then we get the results. So lastly, El, um, what's the way forward for Ghana Blasters? We need results. We need to qualify for the World Cup Qatar 2022. Yeah, um, the way forward is that from all that I've been saying, the problem has been coaching. So if coaching is the problem, then there's a need to take a decision. There's a need to make changes in our coaching department. If we were able to do that, I believe 
with any coach that will take over the team with his expertise we can get a very good team for the african cup of nations but what about the long term i'm also looking at the long term because there seems to be a lot of people have checked out i mean fans we've checked out about when it comes to ghana football blasters we we i used to or a lot of people used to mention the players names from goalkeeper to the striker but right now we've all checked out what holistically i know you you've made mention of what we need to be done with regards to just short to middle term goals but i mean the long term goal is there seems to be a structural deficiency when it comes to the whole football administration in this country yeah you see the 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 whole problem started with when ck was appointed the black stars declined if you you take into consideration our performances in the last five african cup of nations we've been to the semi-finals of every african cup of nations since 2008 until 2019 where we reached the round of 16. so so that was a statement for us to build a new team but we didn't do that then appointed ck to come and win as african cup of nations but ck coming was instead to come and build a new build as a new team and in building as a new team, that's where CK can be bold and brave enough to tell everybody, Andre Ayu is not fit today to, to, to make the Black Stars. Jordan Ayu should, should look elsewhere. Then I'll, I'll start bringing in um, up-and-coming ones, Kudus Mohamed, who is 21 or 20. Um, Kamal Jin is 19. Then you look at other players to Malika Bakar, 21. You, you get it. Then you start to build a new team from there. But CK signed a contract and was tasked to come and win the African Cup of Nations. So CK will not look at building a team for the future, but will rather look for a team that can get him the results at this very moment. And so that's the problem. For many fans, just like myself, we've been starved when it comes to AFCON. 39 years since we last won the last AFCON. I think it was delivered by CK coach Charles Kumi Jenfin in 1982. Yes, and all our four major Afcons being won by Africa uh, local Africa coach coaches. CK Jeffrey winning it three times and that of Fred Osam Dudu in nineteen seventy-eight. Uh it's been amazing talking to you, Mr. New Adams, and you you, you are such a colossus, you're such a titan when it comes to this local when I'm hoping looking forward to talk to you more and more and having discussion. We'll get to talk about more about local football on the continent, which is often scattered, which is often limited. I mean, a lot of people don't get to hear what's going on Tanzanian League when it gets to talk about um, South African League. What's been going on with, can you give us like, two minutes, what's been going on when it comes to the African scene with regards to the qualifiers and also the transfer, major transfers? Yeah, um, if you look at the, the, the qualifiers, I think the only big surprise is seeing Libya win their first two games. They beat Gabon two goals to one, coming from behind getting the winner in the dying embers of the game and then going to Angola to beat Angola there. So they have six points um, together with the likes of Senegal, Tunisia and Morocco and other countries. So it is not that, that is the only surprise that Libya being able to win their first two games against Gabon and, and their next game is against Egypt. So Carlos Cruz will be facing informal Libya in his first match. So that were the only surprise. But for Senegal winning their first two games, um, Algeria continuing their unbeaten run to 29 matches, um, Ivory Coast also getting four points from the two games, beating 
Cameroon. Cameroon also winning their first game against Malawi. These were not surprises. Nigeria also um, made a statement that they have uh, quality, they have quality, and they have depth in their squad. Just like Ghana, their first game against Liberia, they won 2-0. But going to Kivet, they lost seven of their starters against Liberia and still want to Kivet to, to beat Kivet two goals to one. So Nigeria are also doing certain things right, and we must we must look at them. Um, if you look at the African transfers too, I think. The major one was an early signing, Persitao, yeah. from Brighton and Hove Albion in the Premier League. Uh, if you, you are one person who, have, who has followed how transfers are done in North Africa, this wouldn't be a surprise. Um, we have El Ali who has been signing players from Fiorentina, Ahmed Aghazi. Um, they've been able to get um, Ramadan Sobi to on, on loan from Huddersfield Town. Um, I, I, I remember um, some years back we had Amal Zaki also yeah. going to Wigan to play on loan and loan. come back wow. and all that. So the North Africans uh, are at that level and looking at their finances, they, 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 they are the able to. Yes, they have the, the, the financial capabilities of attracting players from um, players playing in Europe. The, 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 the secret is that North African teams or North African countries even pay more salaries than players playing in Scandinavia and countries. other Eastern countries. European countries. So that's why sometimes you don't even see North, North African players moving to, towards those areas. So I think the transfers, yes, it was quite interesting. Sundowns also signing a player from Europe, Romania, um, Pavel Safranco. Yeah, they've been doing it. They signed players from Uruguay, they signed players from Brazil. So signing a player from Romania wasn't much of a surprise. surprise. And Kaiser Chiefs also getting one or two of yeah. South African players coming back from Europe to relaunch their career was, was also um, quite impressive. So that's that's the African game. Yes, you, many people wonder why I've, I've chosen to do this. Um, the reason is simple. If you come to Ghana or if you come to Africa, many people are doing European football. Yes. So in order in order to be relevant in the system or to be relevant in the market you have to be unique from what others are doing Stand so out. i took the part of okay. concentrating on african football and today if you mention my name many people will, will tell you. you that nuhu is known for african football, football. so that's it exceptional i'm very proud of you and i can't thank you now for being part of this show thanks very much mr nuhu adams and i appreciate it hi folks there's a love um it's, it's been a very enjoyable conversation. I love it to the faults and we'll come your way next weekend or the next week, next weekend with another lovely episode. Stay safe. COVID is still out there to claim our lives. Take care of yourself. New vaccines are in. Go out there and get vaccinated. Catch you on the next time. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, all the streaming links. It's all about football podcasts. See you soon. May God bless us all. Bye.